This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called 50 Days of Faith. In these lessons, Rick looks into God's Word to discover the true meaning of faith and explore ways we can strengthen it. But first, today, when you join our Partner in Hope family by signing up for automated monthly giving, we'll send you a special welcome gift as our way of saying thanks. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. Or simply text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Taking the Initiative. Have you ever wished you could kind of just start your life over? You know, maybe just kind of go back and say, I'd, I'd like to do that one again. I got this letter recently. Maybe you can identify this. Dear Pastor Rick, thank you so much for the 50 Days of Faith emphasis. For the first time in my life, I feel that I'm growing spiritually and it feels good. I'm starting each day with a daily devotional and I'm memorizing the weekly promise and I, I joined a home Bible study group and I, I know now that God is strengthening my faith. But honestly... I regret that I didn't do these things sooner. I've wasted so many years doing other things and neglecting a relationship with God. I can now see how I would have avoided a lot of problems and and pain and a lot of worries if I'd done what I'm doing now. I just kind of wish I could rewind the tape and start my life over. Well, the problem is you can't rewind the tape. You can't rewind the tape. It's behind you. But you can start over. And God is a God of fresh starts. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Look at the top verse on your outline. Psalm 145, 14 says, God gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. And if you felt like quitting, you've come to the right place today. Because we're going to talk about the five secrets of making a fresh start little S-T-A-R-T, acrostic, things from God's Word that will help you regardless of your background, regardless of your past, regardless of how you've really messed up, you can make a fresh start. One day Jesus was walking uh, down the city, through the streets of the city of uh, Jericho. A large crowd was following him, and there was a blind beggar by the side of the road named Bartimaeus. Now, to be blind in Jesus' day meant you couldn't work, Obviously, you couldn't read or write, and you probably couldn't go anywhere because there were no seeing-eye dogs. There weren't a lot of the amenities that we have today that help uh, blind folks. And so he was reduced to simply begging for a living. And every day, somebody would carry him out to the side of the road, set him down on a pallet. He would beg for substance, uh, sustenance every day, and then at the end of the day, they would take you back. It was a miserable life. And his name was Bartimaeus. That means son of Timaeus, or son of the honorable. Well, one day when Jesus is walking by, Bartimaeus thinks, this is my chance. I got to go for it. This is where I could get my fresh start. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. And he starts yelling, screaming above the noise of the crowd saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now that is the first step to a fresh start with God. And here it is. Seize the moment. 
Seize the moment. He said, I'm not going to miss this one. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna take advantage. Jesus is coming by my place right now. I'm not gonna wait. I'm not gonna delay. I'm not gonna procrastinate. I'm gonna start now. And that's the first key to a fresh start in your life. Whatever you're gonna do, do it now. Don't say, you know, next year I'm gonna make a fresh start. Next month I'm gonna make a fresh start. It's now or never. Seize the moment. Now when Bartimaeus got up that morning, he had no idea that Jesus Christ was gonna be passing by him. For as best as he knew, it was just any other ordinary day. Same place, same thing, same begging, same miserable, lonely, pitiful lifestyle. So he had no time to prepare for Jesus. He had no time to plan for Jesus. It was just an opportunity that was dropped in his lap, and he had to seize the moment. The story is in Mark chapter 10. Notice this verse. As Jesus left town, a great crowd was following, and a blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road as Jesus was going by. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Again, he says, I'm going to take advantages. It's now or never. I'm going to make the most of this. He seizes the opportunity, the moment. Now, all around you, daily, are opportunities for a fresh start. You get them all the time. But you don't take advantage of them. Why? One word, procrastination. Are any of you familiar with this word? Here's a little poem. I spent a fortune on a trampoline, a stationary bike, and a rowing machine. Complete with gadgets to read my pulse and gadgets to prove my progress results and others to show the miles I've charted but they left off the gadget to get me started. <laughs> now, procrastination is a strange phenomena. We think it will make our lives easier. We think it'll make our lives more pleasant when actually it just creates more stress. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Did you know that God has a dream for your life? Before you took your very first breath, He had already placed the gift of imagination into your brain and hardwired creativity into every cell of your body. But discovering and fulfilling your God-given dream will require a journey of faith on your part. That's why Pastor Rick just released the Created to Dream Bible Study. Based on the core teaching found in his best-selling book, Created to Dream, the six-week video-based study will reveal the process God uses to fulfill the custom-made dream He has just for you and the faith-building phases He'll lead you through as He does. This video study includes an enhanced workbook with lesson outlines, key verses, and homework for deeper reflection between each session. You can do the study on your own or with friends in a small group setting. So whether you're feeling stuck, forgotten, afraid, or uninspired, the Created to Dream Bible Study will give you the tools you need to awaken and pursue the custom-made dream God created you to fulfill. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to a hurting world, we'll send you the Created to Dream Bible Study Kit to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to get your very own copy of the Created to Dream Study Kit. 
And if you choose to become a partner in Hope with automated monthly giving, we'll also send you a very special welcome gift to show our appreciation. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Once again, here's Rick. Now the truth is, those of you who are here this morning, you already know the right things to do. You already know them. You're not like that 11:30 crowd, you know. <laughs> you you know what to do, and not only that, you know the benefit of doing the right things in life. So why don't you do them? You keep saying, "I'll do it later." It's the manana syndrome. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll put it off. Someday I'll, one of these days, I'll get around to it. I'm aiming to, but you never do it. Now, the Bible warns us over and over and over about presuming upon tomorrow. I'm not guaranteed of tomorrow. Neither are you. You have no guarantee that you will live tomorrow. So whatever you're going to do, you better do it now. Let me just read you some verses. These aren't on your outline. Job 9.25, my days go quickly, more quickly than a runner. They sprint away. Ever felt like that? Yeah. And the older you get, the faster they run. Job 8.9, our life is short. We pass like shadows across the earth. Your life is really just a blip. It's a shadow. It, it doesn't really last that long. Proverbs 27.1, don't boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day will bring forth. Psalm 90.12, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Ephesians 5.16, make the most of every opportunity. What do you need to stop procrastinating about? What do you need to start doing that you already know the right thing? I think maybe God brought some of you here this morning just so he could say to you, stop making excuses. Get on with it. Start living the things you know to do. Give me your life now. Start living for me now. Jesus said this, Luke 9, 62. No procrastination, no backwards looks. You can't put off God's kingdom until tomorrow. Seize the day. The second secret to making a fresh start in faith, the T in the word start stands for tame your fear. If you're going to make a fresh start with faith in your life, you've got to face your fears, got to tame your fears. Toss them out not let them control you, because fear has an incredible ability to paralyze our potential, to keep us from launching out, to keep us from, from having faith in our lives. When we face that choice of faith or fear, if we choose fear, it does some things to us. It makes us skeptical. We're afraid of trying anything new when we're afraid. It makes us selfish. We're afraid to commit to God or to others. It makes us short-sighted. We focus on the past and not on, not on the future. There's a lot of fears that we face when it comes to this issue of faith and stepping over the line to have faith. But Bartimaeus faced one that many of us face. He faced the fear of disapproval, of rejection. He knew that to shout out at Jesus in that crowd wasn't the, the right thing to do. He knew that people would look down on him for it, but he was desperate. And he knew that Jesus Christ was the only one that could help him. And look at what happened when he shouted out to Jesus. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 10, Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted even more loudly, Have mercy on me. When he shouted out, everyone around him told him, Don't do that. I mean, be quiet. 
Quiet down. Don't make a scene. Surely Jesus Christ isn't interested in you. He's got more important things to do. You know, the devil whispers things like that to a lot of us. When that opportunity for faith comes into our heart, God surely wouldn't be interested in you. Don't make a scene. What will people think of you? Those kinds of thoughts often keep us from having faith. When you see that need, that opportunity to change, to be healed, all kinds of shouts from inside of us and outside of us tell us not to rock the boat. Let me ask you a question. Whose disapproval do you fear the most? Whoever that is, that person is your God because they can keep you from having faith or invite you to have faith. Peer pressure isn't just for kids. We all face it in our lives in many, many ways. And this fear of disapproval is a struggle for all of us. The Bible, a long time before we were talking about words like codependency and what it meant to live life for somebody else's approval, God's word was warning us about this. Look at what the Bible has to say in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. In fact, let's read it together. The fear of human opinion disables you. Trusting in God protects you from all that. That's an incredible protection that God can give us. The truth is, uh, you really wouldn't worry so much about what others think about you if you realize they never really think about you anyway. People aren't thinking about you, they're thinking about themselves, just like you are. That's true, isn't it? Someone asked me one time, why should it feel that way, faith? Why should it have fear along with it? I mean, if it's real faith, shouldn't it just come naturally? Now think about this for a minute. God is asking you to do something greater than you've ever done before, different than you've ever done before. He's asking you to depend on him in a way you never have before. Don't you think that's going to feel a little bit scary? Of course it is. And in that moment, you and I have the choice. We get to choose. Am I going to fall back on my fear and stay the way that I was? Or am I going to look forward with faith and step forward in faith? Seize the moment. Move against your fear. The third key to beginning a fresh start is to announce your faith. Announce your faith. Go public with it. Announce your goal, your intention, the change you want to make in your life, what you're asking God to do. Clarify what you really want and then state it publicly. You need to tell everybody because a secret faith is a shallow faith. And so if you're going to make a change, you need to go ahead and make a public announcement about it. Say, this is what I'm asking God to do in my life. In Mark 10, 51... It says, Jesus asked him, Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man answered, teacher, I want to see. He, want, he said, I want my sight. I, I want to be healed. Now, question, why in the world did Jesus ask this? He walks over to a guy who's a blind beggar sitting on the, on the floor, on the ground by, by the road, and he says, what would you like for me to do for you? Didn't he already know what the guy needed? Yes, he was the son of God. Couldn't he read his mind? Yes. Obviously. Didn't he know what the guy's problem was? Absolutely. Why in the world would Jesus look at him and say, what do you want me to do for you? He was doing it for Bartimaeus's benefit. By asking that question, he allowed Bartimaeus to publicly announce his faith. Because Bartimaeus says, I want you to heal me. Now, you don't ask a guy to heal you unless you believe you have faith that he could do it. And by asking him, what do you want me to do for you? And Barnabas says, I want you to heal me. I want you to give me sight. He was saying, one, I believe you are who you say you are, the son of God. And two, I believe you have the power to, to change me. And number three, I believe you can and will change me. It was a statement of faith. A statement of faith. 
He was announcing it publicly. Now, here's the amazing thing. Jesus Christ asks you the very same question right now. What do you want me to do for you? He asks it every day, every morning. He, he asks you, what do you want me to do for you? If Jesus Christ were to come to you right now and ask that question, how would you answer it? You better think it through because he is asking you. He's asking you right now and every moment of your life, what do you want me to do for you? God wants to use you. He wants to bless you. He wants to make changes in your life. He wants to do incredible things in your life. We talked a couple weeks ago, things you can't even imagine. But you have to ask. And you have to ask in faith. Did you know that every time you set a goal, it actually is a statement of faith? You say, here's my goal in life. Here's my objective. Then you are saying, this is what I believe God can do in my life by this time, by this date. Goals are statements of faith. And every time you say, this is what I want God to do. This is what I want God to change. This is, this is my dream, my goal, my vision, my objective. You are publicly announcing your faith. If you believe God's going to help you to do it. Now, there is one qualifier when you set a goal. You say, well, we're, I'm going to do this with my life. You need to add the phrase, if it is God's will. Because you don't know the future. You don't know what God has in store for you. You don't know um, uh, what his plans are. You're not sovereign, he is. And so you say, here's my goal, if it's God's will. Notice the next verse. James 4.15, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. None of us can predict the future, so we don't want to be presumptuous, but that doesn't mean you don't set goals, you don't make statements of faith. You do make them. Now, why should you announce it publicly? Well, I'll tell you why. The more people who know, the more support you've got. If you want to make a major change in your life, you keep it to yourself. Say, this is what I'm hoping God will do in my marriage. This is what I hope God will do in my life. That's a pretty shallow faith. You've not even uh, got enough faith to share it with somebody else. The more people you share it with, the more people can pray for you. The more people can support you. The more people can help you. The more people can encourage you. So you need to go public. Go public. Now, look at this next verse. Your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe, Christ's life, the fulfillment of God's original promise. The first way that God wants you to announce your faith is to be baptized. I mean, this one's a no-brainer. Jesus said, if you're going to be a follower of me, I want you to not be ashamed of me. So I want you to publicly identify yourself with me as a follower of Christ through an initiation act that we call baptism. Baptism is two things. Number one, it is a public announcement saying, I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm not a secret agent Christian. I am a disciple, I am a follower, and I'm not ashamed to say that. It's a public act. And number two, it is a symbol of a fresh start. When we take a person and we put them down under the water and bring them back up, that's a symbol of dying, being buried to an old life, and beginning a fresh start. And if you haven't done that, that's your next step. To publicly announce your faith. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be right back to close out our time today 
But first, over the last couple of years, we've all experienced worldwide changes and events that have impacted us in profound and sometimes unimaginable ways. For many of us, those changes will impact our lives for years to come. Pastor Rick believes that now more than ever, people need God's Word and the hope that it brings. That's why he'd like to invite you to become a partner in hope. Here's Rick to tell you more. There are nearly 8 billion people on this planet, and God wants us to reach every one of them with the gospel. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's called the Great Commission. It often seems like mission impossible, but if we'll work together to fulfill the Great Commission, God will turn it into the Great Completion. You know, the Bible says that in heaven, an enormous crowd of people from every race, every tribe, every nation, and every language will one day stand before Jesus Christ to worship him. That's in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. And that's why I'm asking you, friends, to partner with Daily Hope by becoming a partner in hope. What is a partner in hope? Well, right now, we're able to take the good news of Jesus into almost every country of the world, including regions where it's difficult or dangerous to share the gospel. But thanks to your prayers and your financial support, we reach millions of people around the world every month through radio, the internet, podcasting, TV, and we're translating Daily Hope into 25 languages that enable us to reach over 80% of the world's population. That's because of your faithfulness. And yet, there are still billions of people that need to hear about the hope we find in Jesus. So please, pray about becoming a partner of Hope today. Partners in Hope provide vital monthly support that will help us reach millions more people around the world, including these regions we're going to that have no Bibles, no believers, and no bodies of Christ. If God puts it on your heart, then please join us. Become a partner of hope today. With your first monthly donation, we'll send you a special gift to welcome you to the Partner in Hope family. Now, there's nothing more important that we can do together than to make sure people all around the world hear the good news of Jesus Christ and have a chance to grow in God's word. Join us today as a partner in hope. It's so easy to join. You simply let us know how much you'd like to give each month and we'll set up an easy, regular donation plan for you. Go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to become a partner in HOPE with automated monthly giving and receive your very special welcome gift. As a bonus, we'll also send you Pastor Rick's brand new Created to Dream Study Kit. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.